Ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. For regular viewers and listeners of AWI Pod, please do not be offended as this program contains good wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another ep- ep- action-packed episode of Warrant Azu. I am your host, Brent Piles, who's having trouble speaking, which means this should be a fun show because I'm the host, and if I'm having trouble speaking, then we're going to have a problem, but that's okay. And with me, as always, is a man who probably isn't going to have as much speaking problem speaking as I will. He is from the cross the ocean and from the future. He is the barroom brawl and disco dance and dynamite stretch and intercontinental deploy white folks. He is more over than international breaks. Which doesn't make him very over at all. Glenn, how the heck are you? That was brave. I know. You're falling over your tongue. You did that in that opening. That is very brave of you. I'm good, thank you. Yes, not too bad at all. Uh, there's one thing about me, even if it's a plane crash, even if it's a train wreck, I'm going to keep it going. So that's mm-hmm. what I just wanted to decide to do. Um, this yeah. is a good week. This was a good roll. It was. We're really on a roll with these things. It was another. Um, it's like an iconic show, really. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're using the sort of the template for these shows now, in a way, because there's good stories being told and stories being built and, and characters up to stuff. Characters up to stuff is a really good way to put it because if you go back and watch some of the Raws that we watch in January of 1997, yeah. you'll, you'll see that not everyone's got something going on or not a whole lot of people got something going on. It's usually like you see the same six people every single fucking show pretty That's much. Right. Now, now you got a lot of stuff like woven in throughout and so yeah. it makes it way more interesting, definitely. Yeah. Oh, this SummerSlam that's coming up, there's going to be some stipulations. <laughs> They might as well call it a stipulation slam. Yeah, they might as well. Like, or th- as Brett would put it, the stipulation slam. slam. Yeah. There you go. We'll come to that. <laughs> yeah, that was another, yeah. You know, Bret Hart's promos are always fun. And I recorded Bret Hart's promo this week on, so we'll get to listen to it. Oh, oh, get to hear him fumble across it again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um so we got War Games coming up on Saturday, and um, it sounds like one Randy Orton will 100% be returning. So that's interesting. I think it's been like 18 months or something. Yeah. He said, um, Cody said, uh, that there's, a viper in, there's a viper on his way, and you're not hearing voices in your head. So, yeah, it sounds like it's Randy Orton. Yeah, I think he also said that, you know, somebody I have a legacy with. Yeah, like you guys are looking at us like we're prey when we're really the apex predators, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, so it's 100% gotta be Orton. And then Drew McIntyre has is he joined Judgment Day? Is he full fledged heel now, or is he just like on the fringe of Judgment he's, Day? He's um, he went out of his way to say he definitely hasn't joined Judgment Day. Okay, basically, he's just got a beef with Jey Uso and he just wants to get. Yeah. 
The only reason that he's with Judgment Day is Rhea basically gave said you've got an opportunity to get your hands on get your hands on Jay Uso in a cage. So it's a situation where like an enemy of my enemy is also is my friend or some you know some shit like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. I mean, I've been waiting for them to just turn Drew heel, like full fledged turn him heel. So I'm glad that they actually man, might be finally doing that. I mean, who's to say? I guess we'll have to see what happens with the show. But we will make those picks later on in the week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We can't talk about soccer because it's a long, agonizing break. And I don't want to talk about any of the international play that took place yesterday because it's pissed nope. off. So. Nope. <laughs> let's say about all that is the better, really. I really want to look up and find out what time this Brazil... Um, Argentina game is, and I only want to watch just until his until you know Gabriel Jesus comes out of the game, um, yeah. just to make sure he doesn't get fucking injured. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason for watching. I still say to the Brazilian FA, we don't want to send him; he's broken. I will decide that. The next thing you know, they're running him out there, yeah. and they're running him out there again tonight. So they're just going to send him back broken again. I know, goddamn. And he was just freaking, just starting to really get going, and then he goes out again. And let's just hope we're told it doesn't happen. Let's hope. Mm -hmm. Let's hope. Anyway, but um, what we don't have to hope for to happen is that we got to watch some good 1997 wrestling this week because we did. We did. It took place from the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas. It was actually named the Joe and Henry Freeman Coliseum. I didn't like expand on who Joe and Henry Freeman were. But it was built in 1949, so let's just say those are some old motherfuckers. Let's just say yes. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, used to be the home of the San Antonio Stock and Rodeo, but actually never held any big wrestling events. In fact, this was the only Raw to ever take place. It just had some house shows. Mm-hmm. Um, the Freeman Coliseum, currently Glenn, right now in, in November, November of 2023, is closed until May of 2024 because it is getting revented, or whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, Revamp. Whatever that word is that I can't fucking say, apparently, because I'm having problems with words. Glenn, why don't you be the host of the show? (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. Excuse me. Um, Anyway, so um, we're in Texas now, Glenn. We're no longer in Canada, and so they they showed this whole video package about how Bretton and the Hearts were, you know, getting cheered by the Canadians last week, but this week they're going to be the most wanted. They actually start. They actually come down... uh, there was a sign there that said, that alleges, shall we say, that Bret Hart humps cows. I put the same thing. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome sign. That is great. It was. It was. There was another one that said the Fart Foundation stinks, which I thought was funny too, but like yeah. a little more. <laughs> the Bret Hart humps cows. That was amazing. Bret Hart, of course, has a lot to say, and uh, well, you know. Oh, yeah. Alberta, where I come from, is I once again rat free. But you can't say the same thing right down here, right here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. It's filled with rats. Gorilla Monsoon has decided to take me at my word, which is fine. That if I lose, 
the World Wrestling Federation title match with The Undertaker in the SummerSlam. Now let me correct you. What you said was not that. You said that if you don't win the World Wrestling Federation Championship at SummerSlam, you'll never again wrestle on American soil. That's what you said. Contract, is it not? It is in my contract. And that is fine with me because there's one thing we Canadians pride ourselves on. We will always do our best and we will always keep our promises. And after the SummerSlam, the Undertaker is going to be spiraling down, free-falling like a dead star, because you'll be looking at the fifth-time World Wrestling Federation champion right Well, um... We missed the bit where he said, the reason that he was said that, that, that uh, Texas is full of rats is that he said that um, Alberta is once again rat-free at the beginning of that. Which actually is a true statement. As uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan at that time, probably still now, the one of the largest vermin tree land areas in the world. Well, goddamn! But I thought he was just talking shit. I didn't think that was a real thing. Uh, well, most most of what he, he he says is, isn't it? So it's a bit of a surprise that he was actually spouting some truth there. It's funny how Brett, Brett always says things like the belt and the Survivor Series yeah. and the SummerSlam. Uh, it's just always funny when he says that. Maybe it's just how Canadians talk. I don't know any better. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so after Brett talks, the Owen gets on, on the mic and uh, he said Bulldog are going to retain the tag team titles and he says the SummerSlam. Austin better get his Blistex or whatever ready because he's going to kiss his ass. Um, and then Bulldog gets on the mic, Glenn, and what does he say he's going to do if he loses to Ken Shamrock? Oh, he's going to eat dog food. Of course. As you would. It's like, nobody what? challenged you to eat dog food, man. Why? Why are you, why are you saying this? <laughs> he must like it. I've never known him eat dog food, but there you go. And you know, it's Vince McMahon, too. It's got to be real dog food, pal. You got If it's real dog food, you got to eat real dog food. You know what I mean, pal? It can't be fake. The people all know if it's fake. So there's that. Then Brian Pillman is going to wear a dress um, the next night on Raw to wrestle Goldust if he loses to Goldust at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Pillman gets I'm not going to say spoiler on that one because I remember what happened with that. Oh, uh, yeah, I think we all remember. If you're a fan of WF in the 90s, I think you remember. Um, Brian Pillman says uh, some things I won't repeat. Uh, he says some stuff about Dusty Rhodes, about how he neglected his child and turned him into. I'm not going to say what he said he turned him into. Oh, yeah. It's not a cool thing to say. And then he uh, he says he will wrestle in a dress, and it might as well be one of Marlena's dresses. And he says after SummerSlam, that might not be the only thing in Marlena's he gets into. Which is <laughs> um, and then Jim Neidhart gets on the mic, and once again, nobody asked you to throw in a stipulation. In fact, sir, you don't even have a match. But he says, if any person in the Hart Foundation loses at SummerSlam, I will shave off my goatee. I've never seen without the goatee, have you? No. And I'm not, I'm not sure all the, the hearts won 
at SummerSlam. I'm almost so that stipulation was just forgotten about. Yeah, they just yeah they hope she forgot. <laughs> yep. <so she's> <laughs> uh, Bret Hart then rattles off about you know all the ways that can can Canada's better than America, but he says like it or not, it's going to be a Canadian summer. And then we get the glass breaking. Uh, Stone Cold gets. Stone Cold comes out on the ramp, and they decide to kind of stand there. And then the, the, the odd thing was he's standing there, and they have the American flag waving in the background. And I don't know why I found that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Page and then a masked man. Glenn, do you know this masked man? Oh, he's the Patriot. Yeah, it was the Patriot. The Patriot, Del Wilkes. Glenn. Del Wilkes, yeah. Which I knew he came into WWE, but I thought it was later in 1997. I didn't think it was this early on. Mm. Well, uh, going with the other person that appears, I don't suppose he shows up much after this. Yeah, because <laughs> three, three people backstage, they sort of just roped in. To they were like, oh, yeah, you do. And yeah, because Sid comes out there too. And then that's the only time we see him during the show. We never see Sid again. This is the one time. Until so many years later. <laughs> As we cover on, I don't know shit, but yeah, be on the tune on the lookout for that. That'll probably be the last episode, Glenn. Is that match that will be on? Yeah, um, and then Shawn Michaels comes out too. Um, you know, and I think the reason why they did all this is they just wanted to like put more seeds of like who could be Stone Cold's partner tonight. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Sid was able to recover, was able to step away from the softball field for just one minute to show up in jeans and a, and a shirt on stage at Monday Night Raw. Um, and then more about the, the SummerSlam million dollar challenge or chance. We didn't see the password last week, um, so I, I don't know what we're going to do with that. They tell us that the headbangers are on a golf course. I don't know what that really means, but do with that what you will. That had nothing to do with it, really. Because later in the show, somebody actually comes up and gives the clue. Right. So then on the golf course. Nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I don't just know, being, know what. Just filling a bit of time, I think, and being stupid. I guess it's just supposed it's summertime, <laughs> summer slam. People play golf in the summer. And it's like they still have these headbanger guys playing golf. Yeah. They couldn't find a golf course that, to, that would allow Sonny to romp around half naked in. So they had the headbangers do it. I'm surprised they had an easier time finding a golf course that would allow the headbangers to do that than something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, anyway, so then, Glenn, we go to, you know, what I, the most match that I was most looking forward to on this show. Oh, yes. And that's Jerry the King Lawler versus Ivan and Scott. Um, and Glenn... I made a little clip of this uh, this uh, this match, and I think we need to watch it. So, because this is a good match. Well, I didn't necessarily record the good parts of the match, but no, no, obviously not. <laughs> but I recorded some of it, and uh, let's give it a look. What do you say? All right, here comes Ivan. Who do you think has got a better tan, Ivan or Scott? Oh, Scott. Not that I can see it. Oh, now we need to hear them sing a little, which I want to hear. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Ah. Uh, oh, sing it, Ivan. That's how you do it right there. <laughs> what is I didn't know Ivan could sing like this, to be honest with you. I knew he could wrestle, but I didn't know he could sing. I love it. Oh, Jerry Lawler, you son of a bitch. Jerry Lawler. That was fun. The only reason, I just really wanted to listen to him sing some more, to be honest with you. I don't think he knows what corner he's supposed to be in. Okay, figure it out. Oh, he had no clue where he was there, did he? <laughs> no, he was like, whatever. It's a corner. <laughs> <laughs> He's still there. Like you know, that's not the one you stand in. It's the other side, man. We want the people to be able to see you, not your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not for oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Not for nothing, but you know, I mean, Scott doesn't really have a whole lot of charisma, but he definitely <laughs> she said him there's something wrong when you're on the same side of the ring as your opponent. Yeah, that's yeah. You said it next to Jerry Lawler there. It's not supposed to work like that. Oh, Lawler hits a power driver. That's got to be it, right? Oh, no. Christopher, Brian Christopher wants all the glory. He says, no, let me do it. It's up to me. I'm the young man. I'm trying to win the light heavyweight championship whenever that tournament is going to take place. They keep telling me it's going to happen, but I don't know when. Here we go. Top rope leg drop. Oh. Oh, wasn't that yeah. joints maneuver? Yes, yeah. Quite often the same. You got to make the hot tag. It pops in. Oh, he finally got to the right corner. Somebody yeah, figured it out. He figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! Oh, all right, come on. Let's go live in. Let's go live. Get pops in here. What are we doing? He's the reason why we came here. Scott, yeah. I want to be here to see you. <laughs> I don't hear you singing. <laughs> well, they cut him off. Oh, no. They're... Oh. He hit him with the super kick. There see, we now. go. Here we go. Now, here we go. They're in trouble. There comes the singing Polish power. Oh. He's a fist, he's fist of fury out there. I wonder how old Ivan was at this point. Mm -hmm. Glenn's gonna look it up. Ivan Putski is taking Lawler to the woodshed. I had a note of it, but I didn't. But he was born in 1941. So you do the math. I'm not going 30, to. Uh, so I, 38 what? at this time. 38. He's only 30. No, no, no. no. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's ninety-seven. Uh, ninety forty-one, fifty-one, sixty-one, seventy-one, eighty-one, ninety-one, two thousand. My take away for sixty fifty-six. Okay, that sounds better. I was like, <laughs> "Good God, he's, he's, he looked terrible." Thirty-eight. Yeah. But yes, so Ivan and Scott Putsky defeat Jerry the King Lawler and his son. Brian Christopher. I say son because they're that's they're doing it, not me. I know it's his real yeah. son. Um, yeah. And so they also told us during this match that um, Paul Bear may have a bombshell for us tonight regarding the Undertaker's brother. So be on the lookout for that. Mm -hmm. They then show us what happened last week between Mankind 
and Stone Cold Steve Austin, but the, you know, main guy takes a chair shot for him, and then on the Austin beats Hunter with a stunner, and then he pretends like he's gonna be Mankind's tag team partner, then he gives him the stunner anyway, and then Mankind vows that the World Wrestling Federation never be the same, and he'll never be the same after what happens mm-hmm. next week. Uh, and then we, then they want to talk to Mankind, and they say, you know, well, what do you think about uh, the tag team match tonight? And Mankind says nothing. Yep. Just sit sad, silent. Yeah. Somebody would think if they, you know, under different circumstances, that that wasn't the real mankind down there. Yeah, I didn't see why you would think that because it was like really dark and you couldn't really see his face no. and he didn't say anything. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and then um, they then actually show a Stridex triple action where they show us footage from a Flash Buck Owen Hart match from. Um, Shotgun Saturday night, and I gotta say, like Too Cold Scorpio versus Owen Hart, I bet that was a hell of a match if they got enough time. You know what I mean? That's right. Uh, we didn't see Paul Bear, who talks about how he, you know, the Undertaker thinks he's been going through hell. Well, that's nothing compared to the hell his brother's been through, and that next week he is going to prove that Kane is alive. So I don't know what that means, but he says he's gonna prove. Well, we know that don't happen. I don't. I, I don't know. I know that Kane don't show up next week. So no. <laughs> I don't know what he's <laughs> Otherwise, going to provide to us, but I guess it's we'll enough. One of Vince's bait and switches get people watching just in case Kane shows up. Even though one week he told us repeatedly that they didn't do bait and switches. Uh, <laughs> that was months ago, Glenn. So it doesn't matter now. That's right. Um, <laughs> next up, Glenn, we got a a wrestler that many wrestling fans are probably going to be familiar with, and that's Yoshihiro Tajiri. Yeah, uh, I believe this is his first WWE match, and he's taking on Takamichi Noku. So. Mm. Um, this is one of those matches where my warning at the beginning of the show definitely comes into it. Really good match. I mean, if you look like a light, consider light heavyweight division wrestlers that WWE ever had, I would say that these two are like at least top 10, probably top five of guys that they okay. had, like especially time wise because Taka could really go. And I mean, I think Taka still wrestles in New Japan, doesn't he? He was when I was watching it a few he years was. ago. He does, yeah. And, you know, Tajiri, I'm sure he's still working somewhere, too, and he wrestled for years. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the only problem with it is it got three minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but it was that's the most action-packed three minutes and 50 seconds in the match. Yeah, sure. that's as much as Vince can take or commentate on that standard of wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so Jerry hits some stiff kicks. He hits a power bomb, and then he does something that called that Jr. called the uh, modified Oklahoma roll, where he just put his feet underneath his armpits and they just rolled around the whole fucking ring. Yeah. Which in 1997, I don't remember watching that match as a child. I remember watching the main event, but I don't remember watching that match. But I'm sure my head exploded because I'd never seen anything like that. Before. No, that's why you forgot about it. It's yeah. Too, even back then, it was too good for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, they they like they trade a lot of stiff kicks and punches. They do the high flying. I mean, this in in a, th- a four minute match, they really did everything that that two men could possibly fucking do. It felt like a like I was watching a New Japan style match in a WWE ring. It's just a very right. short version of one. <laughs> yeah, they, they obviously that uh, because they couldn't get Great Suzuki, they're sticking with uh, Takamichi Noko. So they give him the win after the two losses to the great Suzuki. 
Yep. So yeah, finally he's able to get the win. He uses the Taka, uh, the Michinoku driver to get the win, which uh, they really put Sasuke over because he kicked he kicked out of it last week. Uh, so uh, so yeah, Taka Michinoku finally on the winning side of things for wrestling for WWE at least. And then we hear from Ken Shamrock, and they ask him if he will be Stone Cold Steve Par- Steve Austin's partner. And he says no. In fact, he's already got a match tonight with Jim Jim Neidhart already. Um, we also then see the Los Bariclas riding into the arena in their lowrider. Um, mm. And so they see the DOA bikes parked in the back as they drive by. And, uh, yeah, so I, they're setting something up for further. Uh, so keep that in the back of your mind about, yes. about them seeing DOA bikes parked up there. Um, With Los Bariclas, I'm sure... <laughs> They could have given him a, a, a fireman because you could have had Jose and Jose B. I didn't see where you were going with that, but uh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's a Jerry Lawler special. That that was a, that was definitely a Jerry Lawler special. You're right. Um, they then show us a video package from the WWE magazine. They said they've got a big new report on Brian Pillman. Glenn. Does he have ulterior motives? I don't know what that means, but does he? <laughs> of course he does. It's a loose cannon. <laughs> what loose cannon does have ulterior motives for everything? A very good point, Glenn. Very good point. And then the headbangers are going to take on Miguel and Jose. There we go. Uh, Jose B is earlier. Of the Los Pericos. Um, so the so we get a pre-match promo from Los Bariquas. I'm sorry, from the Headbangers, where they refer to Los Bariquas as Cheech and Chong. Um, I'm not making this up. That's what they said. That's what they said. Thrasher calls Mosh an idiot and says they're not Cheech and Chong, but when the Headbangers are done with them, they will be up in smoke. Which, Glenn, have you ever seen a Cheech and Chong play? Yes. What do you think of them? Do you like Cheech and Chong movies? Not a fan of Cheech and Chong movies? No, particularly, no. Well, I love them, because obvious reasons, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked them a lot more when I was younger because yeah. some of them don't hold up nowadays. Like they were hilarious <laughs> when I was a teenager, but they're not as funny now. But some of them, Up in Smoke is one that's still really good and I'll still watch. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them aren't so great, definitely. Uh, no, I mean, this was a decent tag team match. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. The crowd that weren't into it because it was the headbangers against us was. Yeah, and the headbangers—they're—they're they're all right if they're up against a decent heel tag team. They are going to get the crowd over uh, against somebody that ain't been there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, I mean, and especially especially when you just had like you know that fucking hard hitting match of the, yeah. of the, and then you also had the the high of what happened at the beginning of the show because like say what you want about Bret Hart's promo skills, they had heat because that crowd was yeah, fucking building the shit yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, you heard it. You and heard it, say, and then Austin comes out there. They go crazy. They watch hometown hero Ivan Putski come out there because he's from San Antonio, apparently. You, and you look at your you look at your program, and you see Los Bariquas against the Headbangers. You think, mm, "There's your piss break." Yep. <laughs> there is your hit. Time to hit the confession stand. Yeah, or take a piss. Yeah. Uh, so Thresher goes for a power bomb, but reverse, Miguel reverses it into like a jackknife pin, and the Los Bariquas when they start beating up Mosh and Thrasher after the match. But then we hear the sounds of the motorcycles, Glenn, 
and DOA drives their way down to the ring. Oh, did they drive down to the ring or they just ran down, didn't they? No, they rode down. Okay, they did ride down, of course. Yeah, um, because it actually woke the crowd up. Oh, yeah, you're right. Over. They but, really are. Or, okay. or, or motorcycles over. Mm, yeah, but I, I, it's um, it's more of uh, the, Amer the American badass is beating up Jerry Foreigner, isn't it? Uh, yeah, kind of. Kind of. So, uh, yeah, the two teams start brawling, and I again am questioning why these two teams who, who formed in the hatred of the nation of domination aren't beating up the nation of domination and instead fighting each other. I don't know how that happened, you dummies. <laughs> it's, it's mad, <laughs> but no, it's like having the DOA out actually woke the crowd up. It's a shame that uh, they didn't actually do anything. Better with them as we as we go as we go along. We will find out they don't win many matches, and no. all they do is brawl with the lost was a lot. Shockingly, everyone Skull and Eight Ball do not become the tag team champion, and no. James doesn't become the European champion either. No, <laughs> he was the fake Undertaker, but that was a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He will then go on to, I believe, get uh, uh, in trouble for some domestic violence and tell the police that his name is Mark Calloway. So, yes, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I know that's true. That's alleged, but that's just what I heard. Uh, so we then hear from the Patriot Glenn, and uh, they ask him, "Are you going to be Stone Cold's tag team partner? If you're out there having a drink, I'm talking to Rob or Dan. If you're out there drinking, because I know you guys probably are having a beer, have a drink every time they ask someone if they're going to be Stone Cold's tag team partner." Mm -hmm. At least be able to finish one beer while you listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's not. He says he would be honored, but he won't be. He says he's here to defend the United States, and that all the bad things that have been said about it won't be happening while he's around. Um, and then they tell us that we'll hear from Shawn Michaels. Like, what do you think of the Patriots? Where was he? Oh, it's all right. But where was he when the Heart Foundation were out there dissing the USA? Yeah. He should have been storming the ring and beating them all up and pummeling them over the head with the old glory. That's kind of what I thought, too. I'm like, they've been doing it for a while, man. Where you been? Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing? Yeah. It's that old thing of wrestling. Like, the person in the back can't hear what I'm saying in the ring. I'm pretty sure they can hear you. <laughs> all right. So then, uh, you know, Sean, they, they, for some reason, I guess because they're in San Antonio, they wanted to remind us about yeah. that time Shawn Michaels won the championship back in San Antonio. I know. The funny the thing I found strange about this is he's supposed to have had serious knee surgery. He's bouncing around like a 12-year-old in shorts. So there's no sign of any scarring or bandages or anything. And they all thought that was all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, you're right. You're definitely right. Um, because, you know, here comes Sean Michael. Sorry, yeah. I didn't do it this one time. Uh, so Sean comes down. You know, they ask they ask him, Glenn, mm -hmm. are yes. you going to be so Gold Steve Austin tag team partner? He says, Everybody knows right now, currently, I'm not 100%. He looked 100% to me, but whatever. Yeah. He says that the last time they won the tag team championships, neither one of them were 100%. So he 
could definitely be his tag team partner, but that's going to be up to Stone Cold. So he kind of left it up to the imagination to if he'll be a yeah. tag team partner or not. Um, and they talk about the match with Bret Hart at SummerSlam. Um, he says he's been waiting for a long time for Bret Hart to get out of the, the United States. He then says he wants to be involved in SummerSlam at some point. He then said that's someone else's decision, and he looks right at Vince. And so we're yeah. not even like we're not even the fourth. The fourth wall is down on that. He is a hundred percent the boss. We know it for yeah. sure. Um, no, he broke that one down a few months ago, didn't he? Yeah. Between him and Bret Hart, they managed to totally destroy that K-Fabe image. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, and then uh, Sean gets down on his on his knees and begs Vince, and I'm sure that wasn't the first or last time that happened, to be a part <laughs> of SummerSlam. Um, he says he'll set up the ring. He says he'll set tickets, blah, blah, blah. He said he just wants to be there when The Undertaker buries Bret Hart at SummerSlam. And they can finally give her heart the hell out of here. And uh, then he starts taking his pants off until Vince stops him. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And then we go into hour two. Yeah, and then, I mean, hour two, it kicks off with a bang, doesn't it, Glenn? It certainly does. So definitely awful acting by Sophia Vega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes running out, um, down to the ring, grabs a cameraman. There's something happening outside. Come quick, come quick. There's something happening outside. Then we go to Vincent JR, and they're just sitting there. Oh, there must be something wrong with the camera because we can't see anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Couldn't just touch the camera, no way. Yeah, my favorite part was he said, We'll try to get a camera back there. He yeah. just took a camera back there. <laughs> the camera but out. <laughs> yeah, they discussed about you know who's gonna be Austin's tag team partner for a few minutes until you know Savio came back. Um and so they're they're at they're at DOA's bikes, and uh, like yeah. from what Savio says, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I have no idea. There's two of the last brokers just standing around there all innocent with his bike smashed up. But the other one is actually taking a baseball bat or something to one of them. It's a trash can. And as it chained up to the car. It's beating on the trash can, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like... I was like, I was was driving and I got my license. Sure, what happened? I don't know. Something happened to one of the DOA spikes. They were defiling it with a trash can. They might have hit it with the car. But the good news is, Salvia Vega's got its license, so that's fine. But yeah, so then the DOA come out of nowhere, and then we get it. They're brawling once again. And then it's like some weird alarm going off behind them that was fucking driving me crazy. There was too much going on. Um, I know. In their car, they drive off. The DOA guys give chase. Um, but the fake Undertaker guys are really, really hurt. And then my favorite part of it is Crush is helping the fake under- Undertaker up. And he says, We'll swim to Puerto Rico and get you, Sapio. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
That segment, that segment had been through so written all over it. And I, I know Rob knows stuff like this. So Rob, fact check me if I'm wrong, but I think Vince Russo might have produced that segment. I that would think so, funny. yeah, yeah. That that was loaded up right from the beginning when they turned up in the low rider. That yep. Vince, 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 Vince Russo's fingerprints all over it. There were so many classic lines in there. I was driving and I got my license. The Puerto Ricos get you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when he said that. I rewound it three times. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, so the next, <laughs> then we go to the next match, which is uh, Jim Nightheart taking on Ken Shamrock, and unfortunately, the Jared King Law is out here uh, for commentary on this one. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this match was slow. Was it? <laughs> Jim weren't interested. Ken Shamrock isn't good enough to carry a match at the moment on his own. Yeah. And, and it <laughs> helped by the, the USA chance when you consider that Jim Nyhart's from Nevada anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the most American looking motherfucker ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Nyhart screams America. He should be in the DOA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, Jim Jim was a great wrestler. In his day, but like his best days are behind him at this point. Like you said, oh, yeah. disinterested. You can tell that he's not. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Shamrock won this with like a weird sleeper hold, mm-hmm. and and to to like signify that he was done. Nyhart clapped his hands. He went, and the referee yeah. declared that that was the end of it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'd never seen that before in my life. No. I've never seen that before. No. It was just applauding him. Thank God we're getting it out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Bulldog comes down to the ring after the match. They start beating up on Shamrock. They drop him throat first across the top rope, and then they give him a spike pile driver. But don't worry, because Captain America, I'm sorry, not Captain America, but Patriot is here to save the day. He comes down and he hits like a it's like a full Nelson slam, I guess is what yeah. you call it. That was quite impressive, actually. It was you think he calls it the Uncle Slam? <laughs> oh yes. Oh, if he doesn't, he should. It's <laughs> perfect name for it. Oh uh, I think that should be the name of it if it isn't. If we see it again, it is now. It's called the Uncle Slam. It is the, <laughs> there's nothing more American than a good old-fashioned Uncle Slam uh, on the British Bulldog. Uh, we then go we go to the back with uh, Vince. With Vince and, uh, I'm sorry, with just Mankind again. And Vince asks him, you know, will you make good on what you said last week? And, uh, you know, about nothing being the same. And, you know, Mankind, of course, says nothing once again. <clears throat> Um, and then they talk more about Stone Cold Steve Austin's partner because that's the question of the night. Mm-hmm. The King says he should pick Sid. And then we get the clue about the million dollar SummerSlam giveaway. And it's uh, life, apparently, after one of the head head bangers, I almost called them the head trinkers, the head bangers got struck by lightning. Yes. 
can't see why actually had anything to do with anything, to be honest. No. I figured like I figured it was like it was gonna be like electrifying or electric yeah. or lightning, but no, it's wipe. No, I... All right. Clues. The clues are about as clear as mud so far. So you've got key eggs and life. Anybody's gonna find anything out from those clues, I don't know. Well, I mean, I probably I, it's point. If you just told me that in 1997, it's 2023. I still wouldn't have figured it out. No. Um, the next up, Glenn, is your favorite tag team, the New Blackjacks. Oh, uh, I know you love the New Blackjacks. They're on their way out to the ring here. God, why? <laughs> Two decent wrestlers that they give them this bloody gimmick. Thankfully, for some reason, the Goblins <laughs> save us. <laughs> yeah, they fair they, they yeah they, I've never been so happy to see hog farmers, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Because the new blackjacks are supposed to face LOD, but as Hawk and Adam like their way down to the ring now, the goblins attacking them from behind with chairs. They even do a slap drop on the ramp um to Hawk and it busts his head wide like the top of his head it was busted wide open. Yeah. And I just felt so bad, Glenn, because you weren't going to get to see your favorite tag team in action. I knew it was going to break your heart. So I felt bad for you. I think, yeah. But I actually think that that was pulled. Because Hulk was still trying to go down to the ring, and there was the bucket. No, if you had a brain in there, it would be oozing out the top of your head right now. <laughs> right. No, sir, you can't wrestle. <laughs> you said there's six of them. You can't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we then get the raw rewind, Glenn, and, and we need to remember about what just happened 10 minutes ago when Vince talked to Shawn Michaels when he begged yes. him for a summer plan. I can't understand. I know they still do it now. Yeah. But why do they think that all wrestling fans have got the attention of goldfish? That we can't remember what happened five minutes earlier. And, like, especially if it's something they really want you to remember, like, they will show you, like, 14 times in one night. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. They did it. I saw it one time. I didn't need to see it 12 more times. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then we get a match that was – it was a decent match, but, I mean, this match in different circumstances, I'm sure these guys had classics in WCW. We get oh, yeah. Jim Ross taking on Vader. Because Jim Ross even thought he was – in WCW, because yeah. he called he called him Sto uh, um, Scorpio. What is it? Uh, yeah, uh, and then caught himself. Said, "Oh, Flash Funk." <laughs> Remember where he was with Vince sitting next to him. <laughs> Vince gave him a look. We don't know that one, pal. God damn it. We on the Funk, pal. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like. I feel like we haven't seen Flash Funk in a while, and I feel like the last time we saw him, he fought Vader too. I don't know why. I could be a hundred percent wrong on that, but I feel like I like. It's maybe been a while. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, in a different you know time and realm, these two would have had a great match, and this was a good match, but it was four minutes long, so mm. um, not a whole lot to it. No. Um, apparently, they they are good friends. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was. Uh, Vader that recommended uh, Too Cold Scorpio yeah. to Japan in the first place. 
he got his work out there. So that's why it was that's why it wasn't a bad match because they, you know he knew he had somebody in there that was quite happy for him to hit. <laughs> right, they were both cool to hit each other. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> yes, in the opening moments of the match, Vader unloads several stiff shots, stiff flash punks. Um, Flash fights back. He is a drop kick. He lands like a big outside dive off the ring. Throws Vader into the ring steps. I was shocked that Flash Funk got as much offense as he did. I thought the Vader was going to squash him. So, um, <clears throat> so a bit shocking there. He even landed a moonsault, but he only got a two count. And then Vader was able to hit a huge power bomb, and then he pinned him for the one, two, three. And then afterwards, at insult to injury, Glenn, he dropped the Vader bomb on him. Yeah. And adding more insult to injury, as far as we're concerned, this was supposed to lead to a match between Vader and Sid at SummerSlam. Mm. But obviously, that never happened. That makes sense. You figured you want to get Vader on the card in some way, but now we, I, I, don't, I don't know if he even has an match at SummerSlam 97. I don't remember him having one. <clears throat> um. And then uh, we talked to Stone Cold Steve Austin once again. We're going to ask him who his tag team partner is. Will it be Sid? Will it be Shawn Michaels? This is considering that Mankind might get involved in the match. He says that Shawn Michaels isn't 100%, but he hasn't been 100% all year. He says he ain't worried about Mankind. He, uh, there's no way he's leaving tonight without the tag team titles. And that's the bottom line. That's it. And then we head to the main event, Glenn. It is... Uh-huh. The British Bulldog and Owen Hart versus Steve Austin and nobody at first because he doesn't have a tag team partner. They seem to, since they've become back to being part of the Hart Foundation again, they seem to have forgotten that Owen is that it was supposed to be the leader of this tag team and they came out to the Bulldog's music. They did. You're right. Quite interesting. You know, I figured I figured at this time that they would all just come out to Bret Hart's music because yeah. you know, the Hart Foundation. But yeah, I, w- I was a bit surprised that they went with Bulldog's music too. I don't that know why. Good, I always liked Owen Hart's entrance music. Mm. I always thought it was really good. As far as like the '90s entrance music, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if you like wrestling entrance music, like I do, like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well. uh Stone Cold runs into the ring. He attacks Owen the Bulldog right as the bell starts. Um, so he starts the match on his own. He's got nobody out there with him. What do you think about the early stages of the match where the awesome is basically fighting alone? Oh, typical Stone Cold fighting against the odds, isn't it? Like he always does. Yeah. Getting people down and stomping them and then getting knocked down himself and getting back up again and then the double team, Bulldog Valeria, and the Bulldog and Owen have both been hitting on him. And, and of course, he ends up on the floor and he eats the stairs, as yeah. it always seems to be a regular spot in all these matches. Yeah, this is like the third time we saw a chair on the stair spot for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, after they do that, they let us know that apparently Stone Cold. Steve Austin's tag team partner has arrived, apparently. He's, yes, and he's, he's in a pair of white boots and strange music playing. White boots tapping. 
Yeah, and the boots, they start walking, and they're, they're doing like a little, you can tell by the way the feet are moving that they're not walking normally. They're doing like a little strut yeah. by the way the feet are moving. Whoa, wherever they're walking from. Yeah, I said that in my notes too. Like, I don't know who this partner is walking from, but it must be from the arena last week because it's taking a while. <laughs> it's taking a while. Don't you walk in from fucking Canada? It's <laughs> uh, these still fighting away in the ring. It's a both of a clothesline. Bulldog goes to work on the Austin knee. Owen comes it back in, and Austin fights back on him before missing a blind charge. Owen gets a neck breaker for two. Owen goes up, and Austin slugs him on the way down and makes his own comeback into the corner, then backdrops both hearts to the floor. And then... Dude, love! of all people, shows up on the Titan Tron. And he yeah. says, you know, I understand why you wouldn't want to tackle with that hairless freak of mankind, but you didn't say anything about the hippest dude around, Dude Love. And then he makes his way down to the ring with his new Dude Love music playing. Yeah. And the utter confusion on Austin's face was great. It certainly was. This is one of the moments, like, I remember, I was at my grandparents' house, and I remember watching this and being, like, I remember, I lost my shit, like, everybody in there, I was, like, 14, and I was, and, you know, they talked about Dude Love on those interviews that we watched, and he was yeah. like, to see him come out, like, I was like, holy shit, so, <laughs> I mean, a pretty fucking iconic moment, and people lose their mind, and, like, the look on Austin's face just made it so much better, because it was just priceless, like, like what the hell? <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. It was. It was. It is, as you say, it's one of those iconic periods in in while we're doing this, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's like dancing in the ring a little bit, but then Owen Hart attacks Austin from behind. Um, Austin is just Austin is trying to just put together what the hell is going on. Austin is just yeah. like I don't even. There's a weird guy out here in tight eye. Apparently, he's my taxi partner. He looks like mankind, but he says he's somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but even Austin realizes that he can't do this on his own, so tags him in. Yeah. Um, and dude, love as uh, starts going on the bulldog. Um, we were running knee into the corner, but bulldog turns on him and pounds him a bit and tries to power slam. And dude, love for some reason. Steals a move from mankind and puts him on mandible claw on him. Yep. Strange, that. It's almost as if they're the same person. Yes. Yeah. But we know they're not. Yeah. We saw both down the line. We will see them both at a Royal Rumble. So we know they're not the same person. That's right. I think we'll see them both in the same place at the same time. So how yeah. could they possibly be the same person? Yeah, and so then uh, when, when uh, he, Owen gets in, he tries to break up the mandible claw, and then you know the ref's trying to get him out. So Austin gets in the ring and he hits a stone cold stunner on Bulldog. Dude Love covers him, gets the three count, and now Austin and Dude Love are the tag team champions. Uh, Austin, you know, still looking very perplexed and confused, uh, has both tag team belts, and then some groupies hit the ring, Glenn. Some yeah. Dude Love groupies hit the ring. 
two very skinny young ladies. They couldn't wait to give them some of that dude, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He was going to give them a different kind of man to look off. Uh, so, yeah, they're celebrating in the ring. Austin eventually, you know, gives gives dude, belt, dude Love his tag team belt. They have a little conversation. Uh, and then, you know, Austin leaves while Dude Love's parties in the ring with his. He with shakes his, his hand. He did shake his hand. Yeah, you're right. He shakes his hand, which is more than he did to mankind. That Well, he did shake mankind's hand. But but now he, gave, him now he gave him a hug. Oh, you're right. He gave him a hug. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't shake his hand. He gave him a hug and then gave him a stunner. That's right. And then he gave him the stunner. That's what it was. Hmm. Yeah, so that's how that Raw ends. We've got a new character. It's Dude Love. Um, and he is now a tag team champion. He, he won a tag team title on his debut match. That doesn't happen very often. No, no, it doesn't. Um, they said what happens at SummerSlam sort of derails this dude love Austin partnership. Yeah, yeah, which we will get to when we get to SummerSlam, which we are rapidly approaching. We've only got two more shows before we get to SummerSlam. 1997. So, uh, obviously, the, I think we're going to give this one two thumbs up. The SummerSlam. The SummerSlam. You're right. Man. You're right. Two thumbs, two thumbs up for this show. Was uh, I think that's like four weeks in a row, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And the pay per view. I would say that there's, there's new stories building the whole time. The action's not bad. Two hours goes nowhere. It goes quicker than it does watching SmackDown. That's definitely true. Yeah, watching these yeah. watching these old rules are, are two hours. Where, to be fair, the early the early ones in the year were, seemed like they were more like four hours. I haven't watched Raw in a while, but like when I used to watch Raw two or three years ago, it felt yeah. like forever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's how the early part of, of 1997 was as well, wasn't it? it yes, they were. They were the, hard it, to get through. It was like that, that 1997 uh, King of the Rings show before you got to Austin versus Shawn Michaels. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be watching any other wrestling show ever than that. But this you is know, I watched bad wrestling, Glenn, but there was nothing comedic <laughs> about that. No, no, no there wasn't. But that's our reward for it. We're getting the good stuff now. We knew we were going to have to suffer through a little bit of bad to get some really, really good. And that's what we're getting now. So, so, well, Glenn, who do you need to plug before we get out of here? You two T guys, they do their second part. The the, the last show from the World Wrestling. Um, Reslo, is it called? Reslo, that's it. This week. And... uh, I sat down with young Andy at Bang Bang last night and recorded a Christmas cracker with him where we watched, um, talking of uh, Mick Foley, Santa Mick versus Santa JBL from from, uh, Tribute to the Troops 2005. Just as a, a stupid, silly little match. Enjoyed that talking with him. Um, DDT wrestling with DC and Doc, of course. Uh, the guys over at the 
Doctor Who podcast with Danny Insight. Their their first proper episode dropped this week, and uh, that's it, I think. Yeah, if you're looking for that, if you're looking for that Doctor Who pod, I believe it's on SJP World Media. I believe is where you can find that. They got some decent stuff on there as well. They do. They have one show where, where I don't know the guy, the name of the guy, but he does goes and like just it's a whole like retrospective of Shawn Michaels' career. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's on there too. So they got a lot of good stuff on there. They got soccer stuff on there. Um, I think if you, I think I have a YouTube page too. I think Dan does like alternate commentary to Premier League games. So if you if you're interested yeah. in that, check that out too. Um, we just had the the UTT guys on. We watched the Les Kellett match. I was gonna put it out this week, but since it's a holiday, I'm gonna wait and put it out next week. So you can check that out. Um, and make sure you check out all our other shows right now. We've got, uh, what did we just watch? We just watched some 2000 WCW Thunder um, where we saw Soul Man LaParka. Do you remember Soul Man? Yes. <laughs> I'm still not convinced that was the real LaParka. It certainly wasn't his voice, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, that was amazing. Uh, check that out. Uh, and of course, check out the Life and Times Encyclopedia. We got episode twelve. He is making his debut in the World Wrestling Federation, Glenn, and he is building his way to the 1992 Royal Rumble match. I think that's pretty apropos that we're building our way towards that, Glenn, because it's Royal Rumble season coming up soon, and so yes, yes, I... we'll work that way in there, won't we? Um, I know what I'm doing, Glenn. I know what I'm doing. Anyway. Yes. I think that's it, Glenn. I don't think we, oh yeah, check out Sportswire Radio, of course. Make sure you check out that website. It's Sportswire Radio with a Z dot org. The website is beautiful. Shout out to Thomas Bryce for creating that. And whoever else works on that with him. Check out their YouTube page. Check out the website. Follow Thomas on all social media. If you just search Thomas Bryce, it's B-R-I-C-E, you will find it. And that's it, Glenn. I think that's all I gotta say. So now it's just time for you to say goodbye. Goodbye.